What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Devin the Beer. Here to discuss what was a pretty good card with UFC 274. Good. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's hard to say it was a good card. The, uh, the the highs were high and the lows were low. Very low. And the lows were so low that uh, they made some historic historical moments that we wish we could forget. Yeah. That's Rose Namajunas and Carla Esparza. Yeah. And that's the most we're going to talk about that fight on the show. Yep, that's it. Uh, so going to one of the more exciting parts, uh, Ch- Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson. He put him in a coffin that night. Yeah, that he, was very exciting. He fucking, Michael Chandler caught a body that night in front of his family. Um, that was one of the most vicious knockouts I've ever seen. And I hate to fucking say that because that's exactly what Dana White said. Yeah. But it was, it's true, though. Like, that was... Devin White. Yeah, whoa, dude, what? <laughs> no, but um, it was it was a rough knockout. I mean, the way he face planted, like his head was like tucked under his body, and all that weight just crashed onto his head. And we've never seen Tony Ferguson. I don't think we've seen him ever get TKO'd. Um, I'm not sure about that, but we've never seen him out cold. We've seen him get rocked plenty of times. Actually, he has been TKO'd by Justin Gaethje, um, but we've never seen him out cold like that. And we see uh, he had a phenomenal first round against Michael Chandler. He even got taken down and was doing very well off of his back cut up. Michael Chandler and um, I would say phenomenal in the sense of it was better than anything he's done in the yeah, last in it, recent. It years. looked like vintage Tony, you know. Um, what's it, it looked good. He dropped him, dude. Come looked on, good. man. Was Charles Oliveira knocked him out. Uh, not, I mean, Justin Gaethje spent fifteen minutes him dropping him. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, he had, that was a, that one fight of the year. I'm just saying, Tony Ferguson's looked better. I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare that to peak Tony Ferguson. No, no, we're never gonna see peak Tony Ferguson again. Well, he's, you just said that. What's that? You just said he's. It looked like old Tony Ferguson. Right. No, I didn't say old. Are we, are we bringing this back up? I'm, it just doesn't I make don't sense know. to say I, it one way and not the other. I just well, the well, that, that was the best round we've seen out of Tony Ferguson since like 2019. Yeah. Yeah. It was the best round since we've seen in a yeah. long time. Because since 2020, he's been getting his ass whooped for a fucking minute by some killers. And uh, I know that's a really rough way to put it, but he has. I mean, he's fought, uh, let's see, he's fought Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira, then Benil Dariush. And all those three fights, he just got controlled in every aspect of the fight. Yeah, and, for sure, um, Benil. And so especially on the ground by Benil. Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, Charles Oliveira almost broke his freaking arm. But Benil Dariush, man, like, to go out there and to have that game plan just to take him down and just control him for that whole fight, it was like, dude, that's kind of impressive, actually. I yeah, mean, you Tony's know. very – typically it's very hard to do that, too. Yeah. And what we're seeing is that even though he used to compete at the highest level, he can't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, we kind of almost saw him coming back to it Yeah. with Michael Chandler, and that's why I say it wasn't – Tony Ferguson that we're used to. Yeah. It's just what we know he's capable of. Right, right. Yeah, um, that's a, that's a good way to put it. And it just it wasn't enough to finish the fight no. like it used to be. Yeah. Cuz by that second round most guys would be just dead. They would yeah. they would be able to keep up with it. Like Josh Thompson even said it. He's like, "Dude, like he hit me at one point to where I was just like, he's the seven of best is the way it's how hard Tony Ferguson hits, like you don't even want to like be in there anymore. Like as a fighter, you just get used to getting hit." But he's like, dude, that like him hitting me made me want to just stop. Like I don't want him hitting me anymore, you know. Um, that's it's just crazy to see what's happened. But the thing is, though, is this is very reminiscent of watching Weapon Choco Do. Um, I think as a, if you're a longtime fight fan, you're kind of used to seeing these killers, you know, going out on their shield and 
just it just comes back you know they can't keep up with the, the what were once prospects at their best now those big prospects are at their best top of the division and they're not really able to see these guys who are at the top can't keep up with these guys anymore and that's why i really like that chuck liddell had talked to um tony ferguson after but um i mean in the most recent times the only person i could think of was like bj penn you know for any BJ newer fight fans rough. because a lot of um newer fight fans started watching after them like during the mcgregor era so uh, but I mean, when it comes down to it, though, I mean, dude, Michael Chandler knocked him the fuck out. Like, there's just... a front kick that uh, it's his first kick knockout. Yeah, and he's and he... said himself that he's never trained front kicks before. They yeah. don't really train them. He just felt like throwing it through yeah. it, and it got the knockout. Yeah. So I mean, it's just uh, another great performance by him. I love Michael Chandler. I do um, too. I'm yeah. I'm so happy for him. I've been a fan since he was in Bellator. Yeah. I loved watching his fights. He's a great fighter. Um, I'm not a huge Tony Ferguson fan. It's kind of like with the Diaz brothers. Like yeah. I'm not a fan of theirs, but I don't want to see them go like that. Yeah. Uh, but that was pretty fun to watch. We might we might see <laughs> Nate Diaz go like that. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on who he ends up against. If he if he's for gonna end up fighting Hamzat, which is it's set right. I don't know if it's set, but I know they asked Dana White about it. He said, "Oh, we just put those names up there just cause." And that's like, look, man, whatever, dude. If, oh. if he fights Hamzat, he's. We're going to see him get knocked out. Yeah, I think it's going to be a rough one. But, uh, yeah, man, props to Michael Chandler. I don't know what he does next, but I think if I with him and McGregor at 170, it would be fun. He called him out, I mean, uh, right now, because Chandler's going to have to wait at least a year for that title fight. against. Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be a bit. Uh, yeah. Luckily, the champion, Charles Oliveira, yeah. uh, he likes to be active. He likes to fight. He's one of yeah. the most active champions we've seen in a long time. Um, Can I say something controversial? Yeah. Uh, I think he's a better champion than Khabib. I mean, I think there well, are things I mean, there that support it. Yeah, yeah. I just, I do, I feel like he's he goes out there and he wants to be as active as he can. Well, Khabib, when he was champion, he fought once a year. It depends on what frame of mind you're coming with, with better Yeah, champion. well, I mean, as in, better I would say, but defending. For the fans, yeah. he defends more, and he's, yeah. he's a fun fight yeah. every single time. Yeah, I can't um, say who's a better fighter when it comes down to the skill yeah. sets, because they both do everything their own ways in different ways, and people will say that, you know, Khabib would kill him in a fight, but I really don't think that. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he would really kill him in a fight. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, we see Charles struggle with strikers in the first round. Yeah. Um... But we see him come back and win those fights every time. And if he fought Khabib, he's not worried about the striking. He's yeah. worried about the takedowns. Khabib yeah. locks up legs, and that, I think, would be an issue for Charles. But Charles gets out of it and takes yeah. it back every time. I bet you he's Just good. like Khabib. I bet you he has a really good butterfly guard, too, to, if he tried to lock up his legs. You know? Well, the thing is, he gets that high... Yeah. Um, it's like above the knees. Saddle right? is it yeah. a saddle? That's what the, the, the dagger is. For? I, I don't. I don't know the wrestling term for, it, but I know the sambo term is. Well, I think the MMA term is the uh, Dagestani handcuffs. Not the handcuff, but how, where he gets his hip positioning on their legs, and then you lock the hand, the arm behind. The okay, so that's yeah, the I handcuff. Talk about. Okay, the getting your hips high up, like about right here, yeah. and locking up their legs with yours. It prevents them from getting butterfly guards, so you're not yeah. really. You could get mount. You're right there, yeah. but you when you get mount, you could also lose mount. This position yeah. you will not lose. Yeah. Uh, at at worst, you get their back. Yeah. So it's it's really. I mean, it's similar with mount, but this. I feel like he's just found more. He can be more controlling in that position, and I am I am curious to see what Charles could do from that position. Right. If they were to ever fight, I think that would be really fun. Uh, but 
I think Charles is one of the best lightweight champions the UFC's ever had. Yeah. And they're stifling that with this whole scale gate issue. Yeah, this is ridiculous at this point. And it's not being talked about enough, the fact that, what, 20 fighters missed weight by 12. the same amount? I think it was 20. Was it? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they all missed by 0.5 yeah. or 1.5, depending on how much you care. Right. Um, but the fact that twenty around 20 fighters can miss 0.5 all across the board, yeah. something's wrong with their scales. Yeah. And in this championship fight, you're taking this guy's championship status from him because of 0.5 pounds, which almost every fighter on the card also was overweight by. Right. I just don't get it. Um, I would have just engaged posted after the fight, or after the weigh-ins, that he was already at like 165. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to have seen what he weighed um, backstage... Like if he had gotten off the off the stage from weighing himself and then went right backstage and weighed himself real quick, yeah. would he have been one pound lower than what the other scale said? I would love to have seen that. Right. Um, but we're not going to. We're hopefully going to see Charles Oliver with the belt soon. Yeah. And I know other people may not feel that way. Maybe not everybody's a fan of his. Well, you're wrong. You should be a fan of his. Yeah. If I- you're- if you're yeah. not dumb. <laughs> so, like, that's what I, I don't get with that whole thing, though, is they knew these skills were messed up, and they, I like, what I, I was telling somebody is they should have recalibrated the scales after every single use. If you know it's fucking up that bad to where so many fighters on your card are missing weight, and you know that they, there's, they cannot weigh over 0.5 of a pound for a title fight, I mean, you have to do something yeah. about that. You can't just let that. Then you have Tony Ferguson being an idiot and jumping up and down on the fucking scale. I mean, jumping up and down is a hard way to put it, but he's like, he went on the scale was like, you know, moving, like making it move and shit while messing with the guy. And that messes with the scale as well, though. And um, I mean, it's just, if you know that he missed by 0.5 of a pound and you have so many fighters before him, because he weighed in last. And so if he went out there last and you had him uh, weigh 0.5 of a pound and all these other fighters, and he had to walk away for an hour to go cut more weight. Then why wouldn't you recalibrate it until he came back? You know, like it doesn't make any sense. And so all you're doing is just robbing him of a title defense. Because right yeah. now he should be moving on to his third defense. Because that's exactly what that was. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's. Um, it sucks. I know as stupid as it sounds, but he's not going to get his ruby on his belt either for his title defenses. And he should be getting it. Uh, I mean, I know Daniel White said after the fight that he's going to be getting. Uh, What's it called? He got his pay-per-view, pay-per-view points. points yeah, and so, the championship pay. Yeah, so he's still going to get all the pay that he deserves, and rightfully so. Should have got a performance of the night's bonus, or at least fight of the night also. Um, I forgot who got fight of the night. Do you remember? Um, Matt Schnell and uh, Brandon Royval. That got fight of the night? That, that was like a minute and a half of a fight. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I wonder why that why Charles and Justin didn't get it then. Yeah, I feel like you know? Charles and Justin should have gotten it because yeah. they at least had a full round of back and forth action. Yeah, that's all I'm saying, dude. Uh, I think the UFC is just plotting against him at the at this point. They know that they they could have easily made this work because even when Khabib had his last fight against just against Justin Gaethje, he was over 155, yeah. and they just gave him that point that half of a pound right there. And it's like why can't y'all well, do? Because they rounded down. Yeah, and. He stepped on, and was that the towel, towel one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of weird stuff going on with that one, and everybody talked about that one, but nobody's talking about this one. They need to talk about this one. This is ridiculous. And I think it's just as bad yeah. just coming from the other way around. This is someone's legacy, you know? I mean, this guy, 
has been through so much and for his bosses to sit there and try to fuck him over on this knowing yeah. that they're in the wrong for this is ridiculous and i like i was i i think it's intentional i think they know exactly what's going on they finally see his way take him off the belt and what they're going to do is they're going to make that um for the bank of titles gonna be charles versus islam in, in abu dhabi because they see that he's more of a they i bet you they think he's more of a cash cow than charles Oliveira is but the thing is just um, I think that's freaking crazy yeah like i know i know this is your your mid thought but that's yeah. That's wild to say that Islam is more of a cash cow than Charles Oliveira. Yeah. Charles Oliveira has a much larger, I don't want to say fan base, because there's also a lot of people who hate him, but that brings money in too. Yeah. Because you know he's what, never in a boring fight. How does Islam fight? have more than that? I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, maybe, I'm going to guess because of the Muslim audience and the uh, Russian audience. Maybe. You know, just but, bringing but the, on, just beating the dead horse, which the, is the dagestani thing i guess yeah but the russians can't even freaking order pay-per-views they got espn plus taken away from them what does it matter fuck them but um sorry <laughs> i shouldn't have said that but i'm just really still upset about the whole ukraine thing that we're not talking about it anymore we're worried about johnny depp and amber heard who shits Jeez. on beds yeah yeah we're not gonna get political right now i might have to edit this out but yeah um so let me go and get right back onto topic um I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, it's aggravating because Charles Oliver has done everything he has to be a world class champion. He is. Uh, oh, another thing I wanted to bring up is everyone keeps talking about how he's missed weight four times in a different weight class where he had to weigh in way li- ten pounds lighter than what he's weighing right now. And so for him to go up to one fifty five, this is his first time ever missing at one fifty five. Obviously, when he was at one forty five, he should have never been at that weight class. He, it made sense because he was skinny. Besides that, he missed weight four times in the weight class. It's time to go up, and that's what he did. He's never missed weight at lightweight ever, and you can even look that shit up. I looked into it, and people were making those claims. And how are you going to crucify him for missing weight whenever the fucking um, the scales were messed up as well? And uh, I don't know, man. Uh, people will say that, oh, he just quit. It's like, dude, you can't even write that narrative anymore. Look what he's doing now since his last fight. His last also against Paul Felder, and Paul Felder just put it on him, and that's just how it is, you know? I'm just annoyed with that. So yeah. I think he had um debuted at lightweight. Mm-hmm. Um He debuted How long did he stay at lightweight? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That was so long ago. He yeah. hasn't missed weight in he so long. For people to act old. like that is yeah. currently an issue for him, it's ridiculous. So I'm not yeah. even gonna dignify it. Yeah. I don't know why I started to Charles Charles Oliveira is the champion and we need to just give him the belt back and apologize just, yeah uh, publicly apologize that's what this yeah. man deserves is a public apology of something yeah. that um <laughs> but yeah i think i think the the big moments of the night have to go to michael chandler's front kick yeah and charles Oliveira choking out gagey that they're definitely a good way to finish that card because we had that lull in the middle of those two so lull it's fun to look back on the fun moments of that card yeah uh the matt chanel fight against roy val was really freaking entertaining yeah. if you're a jiu-jitsu fan and you um, that's what you saw the difference in uh the the caliber how those two are different when it comes to jiu-jitsu uh when when matt chanel and you pointed this out best right before dean thomas even said it as well like always yeah and he uh you know whenever matt chanel went for the guillotine uh roy val got his positioning and defended the choke but whenever roy val got the choke uh matt chanel uh, didn't get his positioning. He went straight to defending the choke, and um, I mean, he was trying to f- get free from his guard. And, and I like Matt Snow. I've watched him since 2011 when this dude was on MTV and shit. I'm a huge fan of Matt Snow. 
Um, and I like Brandon Roy Val as well. Brandon Roy Val could arguably be champion right now. And the reason why I say that is because in his fight with Brandon Moreno, when he dislocated his shoulder, I know he suffered an injury to his shoulder. Um, he was pretty much going back and forth with Moreno, and he was winning that exchange that they were having as well. He just happened to suffer an injury in it, and that's what cost him that fight. And I think you're looking at um, within the next year that he's going to be fighting for a title, you know? Yeah, I think Roy Val's um, definitely a good prospect. What? So speaking of that, they did an interview with him after the post-fight, and um, they had asked him about you know his thoughts on the top five and this and that. And um, right now, there's in talks for uh, Moreno versus Kaikara France for the interim flyweight title. I thought they tried to pair France with someone else. Um, I'm not sure, but I know that they want to do an interim title because uh, Davidson Figueredo is out right now. Anyways, he, he has a really bad injury to his finger, and it's, like, swelled up real bad as well. So he might not be able to be back till like, September. Well... I'd like to see a Moreno and Figueredo four. And yeah. You're never really going to hear me say that yeah. unless it's for a fourth fight because I just want someone to have a fourth fight. Yeah. Break UFC's weird, unwritten rule. Yeah. Um, but that'd be a fun fight. Yeah. I, don't, I, I really, really like Kaikara France, and I don't see him winning that fight. I don't think he's at the same level of Brandon Moreno, but I think Moreno needs before. to go in and be focused. Not recently though. No, it's it's been a couple years. It hasn't been like a big, like a huge, like to where they're both both different fighters now, you know. But uh, where Kaikara France does best is where Moreno does best as well, and he's the bigger, longer fighter. But Kaikara France is knowing is known now known for upsetting those kinds of fights, you know. Yeah. So it, it'd be a great fight between those two. In the Francisco Trinaldo and Danny Roberts fight was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good fight. It was a good fight. Uh, I, I like Danny Roberts. I, I wanted to see a little bit better from, from yeah. him, but it was a good fight. 43 uh, years old, dude. It's insane. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the card. Yeah, that's that it. it. Got Everyone was so excited for this card. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying it was a bad card. I'm just saying we expected more. It's like two hours for this shit to go to work the next day and still be disappointed i'm just kidding it wasn't that the only like what made that card was just the lightweight fights um yeah and and it sucks that one of them is so like has this black cloud looming over it yeah. of charles Oliveira losing the title and the fact that dana white just is like he missed weight he missed weight yeah he wanted to sit there and repeat it to him after he won yeah. his fight like dude shut up let him have his moment yeah. you know you wanted this fight in justin gaethje's home state and look what happened you wanted yeah. it you could have made it in brazil but yep I mean, you got to learn to ex- accept that shit. And so um, I got asked, and I know we talked about it a little bit as well, is Daniel Cormier getting inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame? I think it's a little too early. I do too. Yeah. Um, not that I think he should never, but it's. I think we're past the point where I believe a Hall of Fame, the standard should be. We're already past that point, so I won't argue that. Yeah. I just think it's a little early. Like, uh, you can leave in the comment what you think about this, but I think Ronda Rousey should have been in the Hall of Fame before Daniel Cormier. And if she's not going to be in the Hall of Fame, then what standard are we at? Because I don't even understand that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Daniel Cormier deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. Because he's one of the most dominant heavyweight fighters in a long time. You just don't see heavyweight fighters who are as consistently winning as he is. Yeah. What is it, the, the winningest? 
He's yeah. one of the winningest heavyweight fighters of all time. Um, and you just don't see that in UFC at that level. So it's really cool. And I think what he does for the sport, what he does for the UFC itself, yeah, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I just think what also sucks is um, within the past year, he has started a bunch of shit with different fighters. He confronted yeah. them in person about it. And it's like, that's very unprofessional. I don't like it. Uh, it's like you're retired, man, and you're confronting guys that are like half your size. I understand they spoke ill of you, but there's a way to go about that because you you get pretty out of pocket whenever you're commentating fights, you know. And um, but <clears throat> it's cool though. And if you think Daniel Cormier is a boring fighter, I do highly recommend going out and checking out his Strike Force highlights, and you will see why people that follow the sport for a while are fans of him. Because he is a very respectful fighter, a very respectful person as well, besides what I just talked about. Yeah. But uh, he is, though. And he's also, like, his strike force stuff, man. Like, when he got into the UFC, there was a lot of hype around him because of the fact that he was literally ragdolling people, you know? He was yeah. Doing, yeah. The, and, the way that he tossed around, um, was it Dan Henderson? And Josh Barnett. I'll, yeah. I'll never get over, like, how good he looked against them. That was freaking crazy. Yeah. And that Josh Barnett was not on steroids. Right, I think he, I think that was the time where he was testing clean. Yeah, yeah, pretty he, consistently. Telling his um, body look like a bag of milk. Um, <laughs> Travis. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it, Daniel Cormier was very impressive. So him winning the Hall of Fame or getting into the Hall of Fame, like I said, I don't really argue with that. I just think it was a little early. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you on that. And so, uh, kudos to him though, man. It's cool, you know. So, is there any fights coming up this weekend? Uh, we got Blahovics and Blahovic and, and Rockich, uh, right? Rockich, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping to see something exciting from both guys. I think Jan needs it, and I think uh, Alexander should want it. Yeah. But uh, I would also understand if he played it smart in that fight. I think he's going to play it smart though. He has, and Polish, I don't. You really got to worry about him. the Polish power. Yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a one hell of a factor whenever you're fighting Jan Blahovic. Is that he can hurt you from anywhere, and I wish he would have done it against Glover, but he got completely shut out. But So you're a big fan of uh, Rockage, though. I don't know too much about him, and the two fights I watched with him, I did not like watching he's, the fight. He's got great kickboxing. Yeah. That's really all I can say is yeah. that he's he's got great kickboxing. He's fun to watch. He's quick. I, I want to start seeing better from him because, yeah, I remember when – you would first watch him, you're like, I'm honestly not that impressed by him. I was like, you just wait for his next fight. <laughs> I waited for and his he, next fight. <laughs> um, he's just got to a part where he was like, no, nah, I need to start fighting smart because yeah. I'm getting in the upper echelon of fighters and I need to win. Yeah, I mean, you got guys like, okay, you got Glover Texture, uh, Yuri Prohashka, uh, Jan Blakovich, uh, Dom Reyes, and then Tiago Santos. I mean, and, then not, and also including Anthony Smith. And uh, I know... Uh, Rockets falls right in there. I mean, you really can't fight dumb against any of those yeah, guys. You well, but you probably can against Tiago Santos. But yeah, that's because it's Tiago Santos. Well, he's Tiago Santos still shows glimpses of being just as good as he ever was. Yeah, but he's not elite though. I'm just messing with you. But I'll say like no one said he was Devin. I don't know why you got to do this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but. Also on that card, we have the one that I'm excited for, which is Ryan Spann and Ian Kutalaba. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. I think that's going to be fight of the night. Yeah. Um, you think Kutalaba gets it to the ground and then gasses out? And <laughs> uh, I think that fight very potentially does not make it out of the first round. So even if he does yeah. try to go to the ground and gets yeah. gassed out, 
I think he'll, be, he'll get knocked out before yeah. the second round. Yes, because Spawn needs uh, a good win, and Kutalaba is a very strong test for him. Yeah. And I think also um, with that fight, too, though, is that you have young Kutalaba, who's it's I wouldn't say he's a gatekeeper because I feel like it's it's still it's a little early, early to say that you know yeah. but it's like he's in limbo versus being a top guy versus being a mid tier fighter. I think this is going to get him back on track. His like, last fight, who did he fight last time? I remember he actually fought a great fight though. He didn't gas it, it himself was very out. Smart, yeah. yeah. And so I mean, it's good to see that. Um, I mean, it's he's not a bad fighter at all. He's a great fighter, and I think he's finally now like mentally in a place where he can, um, you know, pace himself outright and and stuff you know he just he's fought some serious competition also and that's how Devin Clark he freaking beat Devin Clark I did not expect him to beat Devin Clark yeah I I remember that yeah and he He just he went out there and just outfought him yeah I mean that's um so with with Kutalaba though it's like it's I think it's time for him to prove that he's of the um higher tier fighters yeah and um he he also just has a really bad temper and that's what I think like throws it off from too even before the fight yeah, you see it a lot with his fights against Ankalaev. Um forgot he fought Ankalaev. That's another top twice. guy. Yeah. Uh, you see it a lot in those fights. So I I, I think he's going to get the win. Uh, Ryan Spann's good. I just don't think he's going to be top top guy. Yeah. Uh, and I think Eon can prove himself to be up in there. Yeah. We call it all up in there. So, yeah. That yeah. is... UFC 274, and that is this coming up weekend's fight card. Um, we also had Canelo lose. Oh, yeah. Canelo lost to a guy about twice his size. Yeah. And we wanted to act shocked. At what point did we <laughs> think he was going to just continue winning? Is that what we thought was going to happen? Yeah. Because, like, I'm so impressed by Canelo. He, I, I will always side with Canelo because he's just proven that you kind of should. Yeah. But eventually when you're punching up a weight class, you're it's eventually going to catch up with you. Yeah. And it did with him. Like he's not he's not freaking Roy Jones Jr. Well, you, know? you were the first guy I knew uh, I knew that knew who um Dimitri Bivol was. Um, and you were very high on him. Yeah, that dude's freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's super freaking good. Obviously, he just beat Canelo Alvarez, who's the best boxer in the world right now. And um, I think with Canelo, though, you have to respect the belief he has in himself to sit there and say, like, oh, no, I'm going to move up. I'm, I'm, eventually, I want to fight uh, Usyk at cruiserweight, you know. And he talked about that before the yeah, fight. Yeah, which, again, like, it's cool. Yeah. But you're biting off a lot. Yeah. And eventually it caught up. Like, even his fight against Kovalev, until he knocked him out, he was losing that fight, you know. And it's just um, whenever you fight the bigger guy, like, yeah, like you know, in a sport like boxing, fight against the bigger guy, and if you're a better skilled fighter, you're more technical and a faster fighter, you know, there's, on paper, you, you should win that fight. But when it comes to somebody like Dimitri Bivol, who has the skill set to match Canelo Alvarez, who has the speed as well, uh, I mean, not not as fast as him, but he's still a very fast fighter, but I would say stronger for sure. There's, um, there's another boxer that I think you're thinking that I was talking about probably and I can't remember his name now but he's got like a 90% finish rate yeah out of like 30 fights but I am a big fan of Bivol too I just I'm a bigger fan of Canelo Uh, I was hoping Canelo would win and he didn't and that sucks isn't crazy that six pounds makes that much of a difference though because you look at the height the height difference and the reach difference well I don't know about the reach difference but the height difference was pretty freaking crazy yeah um, Bivol's like what is he like six, f- four? 
I don't think he's six four. He's that tall because he's not that much taller than he's taller than Canelo by a significant amount, but not like a huge amount. Oh, he's just six foot. Yeah. He always looks so tall when he stands next to Canelo, though. Yeah. Is that how you You see them standing next to to each other? No. 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 Uh, But yeah, that was this last weekend, and then this next weekend we have. It's not a pay per view, right? No, sir. Good. You know what else is this weekend? I know just putting on his fight card. The the creator clash. Yeah. That's exciting, though. Is that Saturday or Sunday? This Saturday. Saturday night. Yeah. 25 bucks. Check it out. Please check it out. Actually, uh, there's a percentage going to charity. I know people really hate that celebrity boxing is becoming so big. But this one, I feel like it's significant. Idubs has openly spoke out about how he also hates celebrity boxing and he's putting on for charity. I mean, it's only 25 bucks to watch him get in there. He's been training hard. All these guys have been training hard from what he's been saying as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, if you follow the Jake Paul and Logan Paul stuff at all, and if you bought uh, any of those pay-per-views, you kind of have to do this now. Yeah. Like, you've paid your way into all the stupidity. So now at least come to this side where it's a bit more respectful and they're taking it a little bit more serious. Uh, that being said, I don't think any of these guys are going to look any good. No. Um, but, because you have like Game Grumps, yeah. uh, Mega64, if you know who those guys are, they're going to be fighting other people. The, the freaking the, Epic Mealtime guy. Yeah, yeah. Who's giant. He's going against one of the Game Grumps who's not giant. He's just a little chubby. Yeah. Like, it's going to be crazy, but it's going to be fun. Yeah. And that's what it's about. I think that's the key theme is like, let's go out there and take it seriously, but make sure it's fun it's all for charity so you yeah well it's not all for charity the fighters are getting paid except or idubs is sending all his money that he makes after he pays the fighters and whatever fees or whoever he has to pay he's got everything his check is going to charity yeah um but he's taking on dr mike in a boxing fight i'm really excited for that because Having watched Idubs for so long, the thought of him doing something like remotely athletic is just exciting because yep. it's not, I don't expect it to be good, but he's determined that he's going to knock out Dr. Mike, yep. who typically does athletic things. Yeah, he's very athletic <laughs> compared to Idubs, but Idubs has dedicated himself though also. Yeah. And, uh, well, but, but so it's, is Dr. Mike. Yeah, he's, he, oh yeah, he's also <laughs> he's dedicated his whole life to being like that. Healthy, so, yeah. Not necessarily a boxer, but to be in good shape and to be able to go out and do something like that on a whim if he wanted to. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy, dude. But I think what's funny, though, is like um, all the other people, like uh, YouTubers that iDubs has reached out to, they're all like, oh, no, like if I'm not making millions, I don't yeah, want to do it. they want the freaking and, check. And it's like, dude, what makes you think someone's going to pay you millions of dollars to fight? Like, You're not a fighter. Like, you're not, You've never done anything yeah. like it before yeah like jake paul like people pay him millions to fight you know but that's also because he's created this resume for himself you know in it is what it is if i don't really care for it but it is what it is the other day either way he is shown to be worth that much to some of these promoters and so i think that's a good way to word it yeah to some of those promoters yeah yeah yeah, no because the the, him and the him and eddie hearn having new media together was did you watch any of it i i tried not to but of course i came across it yeah i watched it and it's literally just a whole week of fucking eddie hearn just throwing jabs at jake paul the whole time which is pretty funny and katie taylor also beat amanda serrano in a split decision also but, I'm sure we'll see a rematch with them. Yeah, I'm sure they're gonna see how much money they made and be. I mean, also like those are top tier athletes yeah. out in there. You know, and, it wasn't a joke. And you don't see them really genuinely have to fight against their opponents. Yeah. Usually they're just winning, and that's yeah. the story of their fights. So this one was kind of interesting. 
So I, I think they'll have a rematch. Yeah. Also, one more fight to mention before we go. Uh, Carlos Elguiles Nava fights this weekend on May 14th. the... May 14th? Yep. How have we not talked about that? I don't know. Shame on us. Hey, man, I'm the one that remembered, so shame Thank on you. you. Shame yeah. on me. God, dude. But I feel back, it. Back to the whole thing, though. So Carlos Elguiles Nava fights this Saturday on the Golden Boy Undercard. And if you have the zone, definitely download the zone. I'm not sure what the prices are on the pay-per-views or if it's a pay-per-view, but uh, definitely check it out. It's definitely worth a watch. I mean, we rave about this guy all the freaking time, and there's a lot of reason why you should be a fan of this guy. And he's also a great person. He's uh, He dedicates himself to the sport. He breathes boxing. And, um, I mean, Aiden no, dude. We're going to see it yeah. happen this Saturday, and we're more than excited for it. So, yeah. yeah. Also on the card is John uh scrappy ramirez that's right that dude's really fun to yeah. watch we caught him on one of uh carlos's earlier fights and it was just like jesus that dude is aggressive yeah. and relentless like he's everything you would want in a boxer yeah because he's very entertaining um i hear nothing but good things about him as a person yeah so i i, I like seeing him i like seeing carlos they train they're training together at Brickhouse boxing um i think it's a really fun card yeah, and I'm I'm really glad that Carlos is part of it. Uh, I hope I hope people start paying attention because they need to. Yeah, for sure. So that was that. Um, that was all about it, huh? Yep. Yep. I don't know why I said it like that, <laughs> but uh, thank you guys. Y'all have a good one. Be sure to check out our Instagram. Check out Carlos's Instagram at He Dreams Boxing, and uh, like, comment, subscribe, do all those things, please. We like interaction. We uh, we get pretty lonely without it. So yeah, yeah. We've been getting a little bit lately, but we want more. Yeah, all of we it. Ha- uh, we, we now can say link in our bio because yeah. we have links in our bio yeah. on Instagram now. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like we have an OnlyFans. No, no, just your side of the internet Yeah, makes it sound like that. So we'll catch you next time. <laughs>